It's the Sparky Fiber, 1250 AM. The fan time for another uh, Milwaukee sports timeout. We'll talk with Eric Name, who covers the Bucks for The Athletic from the Wendy's Studios. A little frosty time with Wendy's new pumpkin spice frosty makes any fall activity foliar. Whether you're lost in a corn maze, your team's in overtime with four seconds to make a touchdown, or just enjoying the fall weather, you know what would make it even better? A pumpkin spice frosty. So no matter how you fall, make it even foliar with Wendy's new pumpkin spice frosty. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. Joining us now, as I said, Eric Name. He covers the Milwaukee Bucks for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore name. Uh, news comes out to everybody's surprise uh, on Monday that Giannis signs a three-year extension at $186 million when most thought, Eric, that you know this was going to happen at some point uh, next summer, uh, and then he would sign a four-year deal over $200 million. How surprised, and I guess taken back, were you by the news? It's generally kind of a, a surprising decision, especially just hearing kind of how Giannis was approaching the entire situation. Uh, you know, this is a guy on media day that was talking about, you know, it doesn't make any sense to do it right now. And, you know, we're talking about a lot of money and I got to value, you know, my family and, and make sure I put them in the right position. Uh, so, I mean, as far as, you know, the, the ideas of, oh yeah, you know, talking heads from out of town are talking about this or that Giannis talked about it. It, it was, it was him, uh, on, on the media day stage, like kind of telling the world, like, Hey, just chill out. Like I'm going to wait and, and I'm going to sign this thing next year. So I, I think just because of how strong he was on media day, I think this comes as, as a pretty genuine surprise to, to just about anyone around the league because he he kind of, uh, you know, it, it's like, uh, you know, Babe Ruth calling his shot and then dropping down a bunt. Uh, he, he, went the, he went the exact opposite way of kind of what he said he was going to do publicly. This is Milwaukee Sports Time Out with Eric Nance brought to you by Potawatomi Sportsbook. Bet on all your favorite sports 24-7. Enjoy over 70 self-service kiosks, wall-to-wall TVs, free parking, great food, and a full bar. Bet big, bet bold. Learn more at PaysBig.com. Looking at this team, and you and I were talking uh, off the air before we started about, you know, you get the chance to cover Lillard and Giannis, two top 75 players uh, on the same team. And you and I have known each other a long time, obviously. I don't think either one of us ever thought uh, we would be watching a Bucks team with two of the top 75 players of all time on it with a chance now with Giannis's extension to to do really amazing things over the next three years. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think now um, with this contract extension, uh, essentially what Giannis does is add two more guaranteed years to his deal so that, you know, he will have a guaranteed contract because of the player option in the 27-28 season you know, a guaranteed contract through the 26-27 season. That is four seasons, you know, starting with the season that starts on Thursday. That would take his total time in Milwaukee up to 14 years. And, I mean, obviously you start all the way back at the beginning and imagining, you know, this this kid from Greece becoming one of the best players in the league. That was unimaginable. And then once he becomes the best player in the league, getting him to sign one contract extension in Milwaukee, uh, you know, that one was easy. That's the rookie deal, four years, $100 million in uh, 2016. The big one, the Supermax extension in 2020, that's a spot where, you know, for so long fans in Milwaukee have seen their people leave. They're, they're, the players on their team leave, go to a bigger market, go do something else. And instead, Giannis decides to sign that one. And now after he has signed 
that one, he's added two more years onto it. And all of a sudden you get to 14 years of one of the 75 best players in the history of basketball as the NBA, you know, dictated during their 75th anniversary season. But if you really look at it, you're talking about one of the 20 to 25 best players in the history of basketball, putting 14 seasons in, in the city of Milwaukee. It it is just something that, that doesn't happen uh, around the league. It, It doesn't happen for small market teams. Um, it's, it's truly kind of unimaginable to think about. Uh, and that's before, you know, I am talking about Damian Lillard, uh, also joining the squad and Chris Middleton still being around and Brooke Lopez still being on the squad. Like it, it is, it is kind of a, an embarrassment of riches here in Milwaukee. Uh, and if you, if you look through the history of Wisconsin sports, that isn't something fans have had the luxury of saying for, ever <laughs> pretty much the entire time that that sports teams uh, have played here professionally in Milwaukee. The last guy that stayed here, I think for their whole career was Robin Yelp, maybe with the Brewers. I, I don't know if there's been anybody right. else outside of that. Uh, what we talk about Giannis and this run, and we're talking 14 years, I don't feel like it's being viewed the same way as it was when Brett Favre was the quarterback of the Packers. If you only got one Super Bowl win of all of that, you got to two, you only got one. People disappointed. Rodgers gets only to one Super Bowl. People disappointed that, you know, 30 years they got two rings. I don't feel like any of that <clears throat> type of pressure or talk necessarily is going on with Giannis and the Bucks right now of, oh, they better win another one or I'm going to be really disappointed as a fan. And I and know a lot of Bucks fans are Packer fans, so I know we're talking about a lot of the same people. Uh, it's just interesting that that same, uh, same opinion isn't shared with this Bucks team and, you know, one of the best players in the world. Uh, there's an important word you left out in a number of those sentences. Uh, yet. They, they haven't <laughs> had those feelings yet. That's true. Uh, because, I, because I do think, you know, if, you know, this offseason was Brooke Lopez walking out the door, Chris Middleton walking out the door, and then all of a sudden Giannis being like, well, I don't know if this seems any good, and maybe Giannis walking out of the door, uh, then you start to have those negative feelings. Uh, the, those ideas that, you know, the, the future isn't bright, that th- this can't get it done this year. Instead, the Bucks re-sign those two guys, and yes, they are getting older, and, you know, they may break down and all of those things that, that people say about aging athletes, but you sign two of your four best players, and, and then you make a deal for one of the best point guards in the NBA, a player that perfectly complements Giannis Kumbo. It's hard to have bad vibes because I do think – you are believing as a fan that in the next four years, there's at least another ring in there, that that there is another championship here for this team in the next four years. And if, if you're being really honest as a fan, you're probably thinking there's maybe more than one in the next four years. And you're starting to, you know, dream those impossible dreams. Uh, so I, I think that's probably a big part of it. Uh, if the team disappoints over the next four years, then all of a sudden I do think, those kind of feelings start to to creep in. But but for now, the vibes are good. People are thinking about uh, all the positive things that could occur in the future, Uh, another parade down Wisconsin Ave. Like, uh, I think all of that is kind of where we're at right now. Uh, And and then we'll see where it goes from here. And and I do think, uh, you know, if things go poorly, then, yeah, there there will be some complaints and and some problems with only getting one ring. But uh, I think everyone is is just in a positive mindset right now thinking about the future. I'm in a positive mindset, I guess, with the season started. I was not in a positive mindset last week with this Terry Sots thing. I was hot. I was very, very mad about the whole situation. 
uh, for numerous different reasons that we went over on the Green and Growing podcast that people can download on their Odyssey app or you download your favorite podcast at. Uh, but my main reason was these are two grown men that couldn't figure out how to get along and make this thing work. Uh, and that, to me, is just absolutely mind-boggling. When you bring in Terry Stotts, and according to Windhorse, this was an arranged marriage. This was more the organization than it was Adrian Griffin. Now, whether or not that's true, I don't know, but that's according to Brian Windhorse of ESPN. Um, and if that's the case, then there has to be some type of guidelines or something of, okay, Terry, you're going to run the offense. That's cool. I'll stay out of your way. Do what you got to do, so forth. Uh, and then you read the athletic piece that, that you guys put together and Sharani and everybody talking about how he's just ignoring Griffin to come over to a coach's huddle and how that whole thing blew up in front of the entire team. Like, I, I just, I, I don't, I just, I guess I just don't understand. I, I don't understand how this whole thing went sideways when he could have been a very instrumental piece going forward into this season for Adrian Griffin, not only from an offensive standpoint, but from as a sounding board standpoint, from a guy that's been a head coach and has had playoff experience and has been through all of this, and now you don't have that guy. I mean, Prunty was an interim head coach, but nothing like Stotts. Yeah, I think the the big thing you have to think about is, is just kind of everything that, you know, those two guys have been through before this, right? Like, if if you are Terry Stotts, you've sat out for two seasons. Uh, the 13 seasons before that, you were a head coach in a couple different organizations. You had a really successful run in Portland. Uh, you take those two years off, and then you come back to Milwaukee. Uh, in, I mean, you're back in the grind, right? Like, this is every day you come to work, you got to get things done. And you got to be able to, you know, work with other people and, you know, kind of go through all those things. And, and I think, honestly, you know, like the, the reason why, you know, you see a guy like Terry Stotts resign is, you know, sure, they couldn't figure out the marriage, but also, you know, part of it is figuring out like, all right, do I actually want to be an assistant coach again? This, this isn't something that, that Stotts has done in, I mean, 15 years. I would have to look back exactly uh, what year he was last an assistant coach before this, but it's been a long time since, since he hasn't been the guy in charge. And, you know, I, I think ultimately it just didn't add up. It didn't work out, you know, uh, as far as kind of making all of this work, like obviously uh, at the athletic Shams and I had reported about, you know, the altercation in Oklahoma city. And to me, I think for the most part, that's just kind of like, uh, like a microcosm of the relationship of that kind of push pull of, you know, first time head coach trying to find his voice and, and try to find all of this. And then uh, a long time head coach being asked to come in and be an assistant coach and, and do something that he hasn't done in over a decade. And it, it just didn't really end up working out. And obviously, you know, we heard on the way out from Adrian Griffin, like, I, I really respect him. And, you know, like I'm, I really like him as a person, but it, you know, Terry made his decision and that's kind of how it went. Uh, and, and to me, it, that's more what it is than anything else is just kind of, it, it didn't work out. It, the Bucks brought in a, a longtime head coach to try to help out and, and it just didn't work out. And, and now the Bucks have to move forward from there. And I agree with you that getting this extension from Giannis does kind of help settle the situation a little bit. Uh, I think if, you know, you have Terry Stotts stepping down uh, a week before the season. You have a, a potentially slow start to the year. That is something that could happen. You're putting in a new offense, new defense. You're integrating uh, a seven-time All-NBA point guard into an offense. Like, it is possible that it doesn't look great out of the gates. And if you have that plus, 
what's Giannis thinking? Does he want to stay in Milwaukee? Is he pleased with the organization? Does he want to put pressure on the organization? Like if you add all of that up, then all of a sudden you kind of have, you know, this drama filled circle, even though you do like your potential as a championship contender, you do have this kind of drama there for a little bit. So I would agree with you that getting Giannis to, to sign this extension, I, I think settles kind of everything a little bit where everyone can kind of relax and, and take a beat and know that, all right, now it's time to grind. Now it's time to work. Things might not go right. This might take some time, but we believe in this process and we've kind of put our, our actions behind it by signing an extension and, and kind of committing to this team going forward. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was an interesting situation, but, but I agree with you that, you know, it does kind of settle the, the Giannis extension helps settle this a little bit. I know you got to get to practice. So I, I got two questions and then we're, then we're done. Um, one is Prunty essentially running stats offense now, or are they going to kind of redo the offense with Joe Prunty? And two, do we think they're going to replace Terry Stotts on the coaching staff? I had said in green and growing, I don't think they replace Terry Stotts. Uh, your thoughts on both. Yeah, I think the Bucks are going to consider everything here uh, about, you know, adding a new assistant coach. Uh, you can go up and down the line, right? Like you could add an assistant at the top. You could also add hey, an Scott assistant Skiles at is the available. Bottom. Eric, Scott Skiles is available. <laughs> Bring him back. Why not? You know, uh, he's ta- he's taken a few years off. Uh, I don't know if he would want to, you know, get back into the coaching ranks. But, no, I-, I do think, you know, seriously, like, they can think about, you know, trying to add another one of those, you know, top assistants that has had coaching experience at the top. But also, you saw how that kind of didn't work out. So maybe you decide, all right, well, we just need to get work done. So we got to add someone new to the staff. Or maybe, you know, you really like some of your candidates internally and, and you move someone up as, as well. So I think those are the options that they're all considering. And we'll see, like you said, maybe it is just a, a small internal hire. And that's kind of how they go about it. And then as far as the offense that they're running, you know, talking with Damian Miller a little bit uh, in Memphis uh, the other week during the preseason, he had mentioned that, you know, this offense that, you know, they were installing that they're thinking about, uh, he saw a number of different versions of Terry Stotts running offense in Portland. Um, and, and the one thing that he told me is that, you know, this was the most direct offense that he had been a part of in Portland. They did a lot of dribble handoff pinwheel motions, um, just all sorts of like misdirection. And and he said, this one felt like the most direct that we have these players, you got to figure out how to stop it. And, and I think the, the dominance of, or the potential dominance, I should say, uh, of putting Giannis and Damian Miller together makes this a little bit easier where you don't need to have the most detailed system. You don't have to have the most, uh, you know, confusing or, you know, uh, dramatic misdirections as a part of this offense. Uh, You can be a blunt force object, right? Like you can just say, all right, well, we're going to run a bunch of pick and roll. Good luck stopping it and and move from there. So I don't know if it'll end up being exactly what Terry Stotts had drawn up in August, I also think it probably changed quite a bit when Damian Lillard came in. For sure. And now that Terry Stotts is gone, it probably changed a little bit more. So uh, the one thing that, um, I guess with all of this, right, like I was genuinely fascinated with what the offense and defense was going to look like under Adrian Griffin. 
just that. If they would have brought the team back in, in the same version that it was, most of the same players, we would have gotten a pretty good answer to that, right? That like we would have been able to go side by side, compare the things that they're doing and be like, all right, these are the changes that Adrian Griffin made. But when you change out Drew Holiday for Damian Lillard, it changes everything. It changes everything defensively. It changes everything offensively. The things that you could run on both sides of the ball have to change with that. So if I have like one regret, just a selfish regret, like I never got to see the other version. Right. I never got to see just what it would have looked like, period, if this was Adrian Griffin's pure vision for what the Milwaukee Bucks were going to look like under him in his first year. We never got that because the Damian Lillard trade happened before any preseason games, before any regular season games. All we have is them trying to figure this out. I'm not going to say on the fly, but, you know, they got to make these changes on the go. And and that is going to lead to, I think, uh, an offense and a defense that look one way when we kick things off on October 26th on Thursday. Uh, and then a lot different when we take a look at it in December and different again when we look at it in February. Like, I, I think this is kind of an organism that's going to evolve as the season goes on. And, and that should be interesting to watch, but also it's going to be hard to figure out exactly how much these different data points mean along the way. He is Eric Name of The Athletic Covers, the Milwaukee Bucks. He is a must-follow on social media. Follow him on Twitter or X or whatever the hell they call it, uh, at Eric underscore Name. Eric, thank you so much for coming on, my friend. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.